Welcome to Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and I've been blessed enough in my life to meet individuals who've been able to leave me clues on my journey to success. The goal of this show is to bring you the experience of those who have achieved great things and allow you to be a fly in the wall, soaking up clues for your own journey to success. Let's get right into this week's episode. Hey, this is Gary Brackett, and welcome to another episode of Success Leaves Clues. I'm very excited today um, to have my uh, guest on the show. Uh, we met each other years ago when I was still playing football, believe it or not, with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, and Dan Gray has been a leader in the R-Pro Dads Club, now with Athletes in Action. He has been the guy behind some of the most famous uh, NFL players, most fam- famous professional athletes and coaches and their mission to give back, serve the kingdom, and just serve their communities. Darren, welcome on the show. Man, it's great to be here, Gary. Man, so tell tell the world a little bit about, like, who is Darren Gray? Where, where are you from? And how, how'd you kind of get to where you at now? How'd you get to this role? Gary, I grew up in Anderson, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Nobody special. But the good news is that God doesn't just call the special people. Like, he credentials those as right. we go, as we're willing to step in and lead in. I grew up in the media business. I uh, had a chance to learn how to reach people through the media. When you reach more people, you got a chance to make a positive difference if your right. message is good. And I had a chance encounter with an organization called All Pro Dad. And All Pro Dad, founded by Tony Dungy and Clyde Christensen, who mm-hmm. many of your listeners may be familiar with, Absolutely. had a vision to help bring fatherhood to the forefront across America. Mm. And they invited me to come along on the journey. Uh, at the time, I was a media executive. And what happened was we became a sponsor of that work. Wow. And then I told Tony and, and Mark Merrill and the other people part of this that I would help find a couple of sponsors. So just as a volunteer, just sort of wow. as, as, as a friend in the community. And we helped to find a bank that provided a seed capital gift to really get things launched and Goodness gracious, I wrote a personal check just saying, hey, I want to help. Right. And I think that was the day they saw my heart. Mm. And they said, Darren, you're not about, you're about serving people, about making a difference. And over time, they invited me to come along on that journey. And for 11 years, I commuted from Indianapolis to Tampa wow. once a month. And each month, we would film and script and strategize with Tony Dungy in the office and, and hundreds of other NFL players, coaches, and alumni that have leaned into that from the, the best of the best. I mean, yeah. Singletary and Munoz, yeah, and I mean, yeah. last names that matter. But the truth of that matter is we were on mission to help make people better. Wow. And that's Tony's tagline. What are you going to do to make it better? I, I can remember uh, Coach Dungy, probably one of his most vulnerable moments. Mm-hmm. Um, his son, James, passed away. That's right. We're in Tampa uh, at the church. And his challenge to us that if we just win a Super Bowl and not serve the community, we failed. If, if, if your purpose isn't to give back and help others, then you, you have failed with your platform. And, and I and a lot of the other guys on the team yes, had did. foundations, gave back to the community, man. And and really, it was like that, man, how can you be on a platform, yep. right, and, and not shy away from them and say, hey, uh, I'm not a role model, right? It, no, you are a role model. It, it's okay. Yes. You could be a bad role model or a good role model. You nailed it. 
And and I think, you know, so many of us decided to be good role models and it's folks like yourself that really helps guide the ship. Yeah, behind the scenes, that's right. Because, you know, you needed to be prepared to be at a moment's notice, right, mm. on stage in any context to advocate for yourself and for the community to share with them what you were accomplishing. Right. And so many other guys on your team that did, right, just man after man after man. Mm. And the funny thing is, that's not that way on every NFL team. Yeah. And my vantage point got to be a very unique one because I've worked directly with 20 of the NFL teams running on-turf programming, big media partners, famous people to bring together fathers and kids to help build out this amazing experience called the wow. All-Pro Dad Father and Kids Experience. Now, we've done that all over America, and it's an amazing process. That how, how big is All-Pro Dads now? Just so people can get, get the scope of the... Yeah, so 12, it's crazy town, but 1,200 chapters wow. come together every month. So think of that as a ginormous Alabama football stadium mm -hmm. filled with dads and kids, wow. like to the rafters overflowing, come together every month. But they're doing it in small groups. Wow. And quite frankly, that's where life change happens. People mm -hmm. think, you know, life change happens on a, hey, come to the big Stand rally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and you might make a decision in a rally, but you actually live it out in the small groups. And the small mm. groups met the aspirational heart of the need of dads to have a role in their kid's school. Wow. And so when we did the research, uh, the research study was done uh, by an amazing uh, group. We found that really what, what men, what fathers, mm -hmm. men of honor and courage that wanted to be present and yeah. included in their lives, they wanted to figure out how they could be beloved or esteemed in the eyes of their children. Mm. Now think about this. Like, like that seems pretty obvious. You're like, okay, hey, I want to be loved by my kids, but I literally love and respect. I want to be respected. Mm -hmm. And the way that they're able to garner that point of respect is by being a chapter leader, wow. by showing up at seven o'clock, you know, and on a, a Tuesday morning every month, you know, first Tuesday or third Friday. Right. And, uh, and then living that out, and their child then can believe in them and go, not only are you my hero, but you're a hero to the rest of the community that met the aspirational heart of men that were leaders. And then we began connecting. I mean, Ryan Diem runs a chapter in Zionsville. Wow. You, you find guys that then be go, Torrey Smith, you know, a wide receiver, called me last week. He's like, man, I want to start a chapter. And I'm like, okay. Like, That's you're a leader amazing. when you say you are. Let's right. go. But to land this plane... What ended up happening was we began to find the thing that was most needed. Wow. Because, like, if you're a dad, you need to be a good dad. You do want that love and ex respect exchange from your child. But what they really needed was to find their role in the community. Mm. And what we gave them, Gary, was a chance to know their neighbors. People don't know their neighbors in yeah. our society, right? They're polarized. They're separated. But schools is the ecosystem where change happens. And it's amazing when you get to know your neighbors, there's so many commonalities. Come on. We're, we're way more the same than we are different as people. Come on, brother. <laughs> right? And, and and the world, the media, will want us to be divided, right? To be polarized, where we really have a conversation. Good news. All right, what do you what do you like to eat? Pizza? Pizza? <laughs> right, what movies do you, like same movies, same songs, same music? Yeah. Right? We have a few different opinions. Yeah. And those are the ones. So it's amazing, like what you all are doing to bring communities yeah. together. Because I think that's how you grow and you heal um, is by bringing communities together. So that system is going well. It's still based down in Tampa. This this month launched a race relation strategy to mm -hmm. get families talking about hard topics. Right. 
Clyde Christensen, Tony Dungy. That's in the marketplace now. That's awesome. But, you know, I got an opportunity three years ago to go to Israel, take, take, wow. to take men that you tackled, yeah. literally, men that you played for, yeah, Coach yeah. Caldwell, yeah, absolutely. right? And, and to go and be uh, the spiritual guide for that group. And while I was there, I heard some, I got some downloads. You ever get downloads? Mm -hmm. You ever have big dreams? God, it like syncs up with those big dreams. And God made a way for me to build out a network of several hundred NFL players, coaches, and alumni wow. to do it under the auspices of an amazing sports ministry called Athletes in Action. Mm. And so I, I get to shape organizational strategy. I get to live that part of my, my story, but I also then get to be in relation, right. right? Just as we're doing today, knowing men that played the game so that we can get the storylines right to impact the people. And when pros are on purpose, Right, man, they can create purposefulness for people. Mm. And and when you're doing that in a youth context, which is my favorite place, like how are we going to lift up? Right. How are we going to uplift, right, youth and then uh, the what I call the father deficit disorder? Mm. You know, there's just a lot of guys that are checked out. So we just have to insert mentor. we got a positive male role model, coach. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'm about. That's what my life is about. And I hope that that uh, uh, I'm man, able to do I can see your passion that. about it, man. That, it's, it's amazing just to watch someone fire up about mm -hmm. serving, about about leading. Um, one, one common misconception is um, is these men. And and I think as a man, right? I think uh, what's his name, Joe. Remember, I remember uh, he used to do our chaplains, Joe. Uh, he was like Coach Dungy's chaplain, I think. Uh, starts with E, I believe. But he talks about Joe the, Ehrman. Joe Ehrman. Come on, he talks about the masculinity of a man and yes. like these masks that we wear. Yeah. And one of these big things that I, that I constantly fight is like uh, so many men don't think they should ask for help. Mm. And and just share with me about some of these men, right? Because if we get down to their core in terms of like, what are they vulnerable about? Like, what, what are their fears? Because yeah. you, because people would think these guys are football. They're gladiators. They don't. They're not now for anything. But, but they're they're men. Mm -hmm. So what what are some of these men like common fears? Um, just about manhood, about being a dad, about serving mm -hmm. their communities. Am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Will I measure up? Can I keep my job? Am mm -hmm. I going to get cut? What if I don't make the play? Like when when you make your living in pro sports, like mm -hmm. it can be hard. A guaranteed contract don't mean no guarantee. Like right. it, it, it's hard. And so when you understand that and you find the freedom by finding joy in the journey, by finding mm -hmm. joy in the adventures of that, then you can live from a place of freedom. I call that audience of one. Mm -hmm. Like you don't serve those other coaches. Audience of one, I mean, you serve God, right? That's really not playing for the world's applause, right? You're playing for the approval of the Most High. Yeah. And so when you get that framework right, it makes it a little bit easier to what I call play free. Right. And so for you, what Joe Ehrman was teaching you and has taught me and I've been with yeah. him, he, he was a great player in his own right yeah, for the Baltimore Colts. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but uh, he has a system to talk about authentic masculinity mm -hmm. because every man needs a guide when it comes to becoming a man. The challenge in our society is a lot of young boys aren't getting the guides they're getting are negative role models. Right. So so I would say like their compass is wrong. Come on. Right. So our compass and how we've been programmed is what North is yep. success, woman, clothes, big houses, 
social status, all these things that we've been taught and yeah. trained and, and led to our compass is actually the, the opposite of what really matters. So global positioning satellites mm -hmm. must have three pieces of triangulated data to find the geo point. Mm. What happens is, right, when you don't have an intact family as one of those places where you're getting that good right. parenting, mm -hmm. right, then that GPS makes it much harder to find out where you need to go, where you need to end up to get to that point. And so what we try to do is make sure that every child is surrounded by three caring adults. Wow. Now that can be taken on a lot of different forms, mm -hmm. mentor, coach, role model, big teacher, brother, stepfather, yeah. teacher. But when you get that right and you begin to make sure that young people are surrounded by at least three caring adults, it becomes clear. But what I oftentimes teach that goes overlooked by a lot of mentoring programs, Gary, is people aren't teaching the young person how to identify the aspirational people that they can go to and say, will you mentor me? Mm. And when you create a two-way virtuous cycle where you've got men of honor looking for young people, and when you've got kids reaching up to claim, like no man can resist the voice of a young person saying, here I am, will you notice me? Mm. That's now, powerful. You got unnoticed on a football context. Yeah. Like you, you had to overcome something. Like every boy can feel that way sometimes. Like, am I good enough? Do I measure up? Will I will be noticed. So, how did you overcome being noted? Like not being noticed. Like, what was that like? And how do you use that to teach people in your context? I think the one thing that I've, I've learned was like. Um, you don't ask for help. You don't ask for a mentor because you're weak. You ask because you want to remain strong. And I think, again, the compass and our GPS is, is off where you do it yourself. And and no one does anything by themselves. Everyone has a team. We all stand on the shoulders of others. Don't that, we? That's it. It's this story, man, that really I, um, I spoke at my son's school and um, for uh, like uh, donors with that. And I talked about father works hard, you know, he's trying to set himself up for success and family and vacations and the boats and all the things. And he comes home from work late at night, nine o'clock, son's still up. And it, that is, his son runs to the door, daddy, daddy, daddy. He was like, um, I'm glad to see you, man. He was like, I want, I want to know, um, I want to know how much you make. He was like, what? Like, I, I get home late, you ask me how much I make? I'm like, man, thanks for staying up, but go to bed. Like, so then he's a little hard on the kid. So he goes back into his room. And then he goes up to, to his room, son, and then he says, um, I'm sorry, I was a little hard on you. Um, I make $50 an hour, son. I don't know what, you, what you're asking for. Maybe be a school project, but it's $50 an hour. So then the son, like, uh, he gets under and he looks at his pillow and he's looking, right? And he pulls out $25. And then, and then, and then he asks his dad, he says, can I, can I borrow $25? And dad was like, well, like, that's why you asked me money so you could ask me for money? So again, dad walks off like, I can't believe this dude. So then the dad comes back like, man, here goes $25. So then the kid counts out the money, $50. Like, dad, here goes, uh, here goes $50. Can you, can you come home an hour early on Friday so we can play catch? And it was just like, wow. And again, with the compass and like what we've been trained and taught, like, and, and for our kids, one of Coach Caldwell's things was like, your best ability is your availability. And I know one of your missions and one of the things that you say is 
Ministry of Availability. Biggest part of my job, Gary, is just being present for people. Do you prioritize people? Do you let people know that they matter? Mm -hmm. Do you invest in a cameraman when you're at a shoot? Do right. you learn about who's in the room? Do you understand the person that's sitting off to the side that may not feel encouraged that day? That's what we do. Now, when you're doing that with high leverage people, right. people that actually have platforms and influence, right? They feel the authenticity because we all we all want to matter. Right. But you can reach millions of people mm -hmm. in a day, right? Yeah. Carson Wentz might drop a Instagram post this afternoon about audience of one saying, look, this matters. And you go, oh, goodness. Like, he's on mission for a message that matters. Yeah. So that's the kind of people that I want to be around to find ways to pour into people so that they can then pour into their communities. So that's what I've been doing for a long time. God put me in a pathway to use the skills that I developed as a young person because God wastes nothing. Right. Like, like he taught me. But the thing that you need to know, Gary, is I was the 17th man. Mm. I couldn't make my high school basketball team in Anderson, Indiana. Wow. I wasn't good enough. But I would make it to the final cut. And then that last day that I'd go to see the 16 people that got to play on the varsity team. Now, if I would have gone to LaPel or Pendleton, mm -hmm. any of those, I would have played. Yeah. But at Anderson Highland, man, it was just so much. That was some, we were playing some ball. The point of that story is, though, my dad said, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do about this? Like, you're not going to be, you, you're not going to, you did not make the team. Your eighth grade year, your ninth grade year, your sophomore year. You don't make it by your sophomore year, right? You're done. Yeah. But here's the point. He said, well, why don't we go play on the other side of town at the Wilson's Boys Club? Why don't you go be a part of something else? And I went and played for a man named Lavelle Wilkerson. Mm. I was the only white player on an all-black team. So I'm still part of a thing. Yeah. And I learned, right, how to play Tonk. Yeah. I understood Rapper's Delight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I understood... How, what it meant to be a man of honor inside of a system where I, my whiteness didn't matter. But guess what I was? I was the minority. Right. Minority culture. Mm -hmm. In majority culture. And that taught me how to be able to relate for the rest of my life to the men that 70% majority culture black yeah. inside the NFL right. and other places. And it's allowed me some favor to be able to understand what it might be like. Though I'll never know for sure, I can learn, I can grow, and I and I guarantee you and you know folks that, that tune in and become part of, of the programs that we're hatching in the community yeah. to serve youth and make a difference, that we will be a culturally uh, or will be culturally clear. We'll make sure to honor people of all skin colors. We'll find ways to make sure that the disadvantaged have a hand up. Uh, yeah. And we'll find ways to make a positive difference. And you've been doing that kind of work for so many years now, Gary. You're, you're just uh, a real encouragement to me and, and the community, not just here in Indianapolis, but that's maybe where it's most visible. Right. But what's that feel like to, to, to be that guy and to be able to be have significant influence uh, in and around circles, especially around youth development. I think what you're talking about in terms of being um, on that basketball team, mm -hmm. African American at the side of time, 
is like that context of the six and the nine. Mm -hmm. So if I grow six right here on the ground, I'll be standing at a six and you'll be looking at a nine. <laughs> that's good. And I and I can I tell you that. that I'm looking at a six. That's really good. And you'll say, no, I'm, Gary, it is a nine. I'm using this one. And we're and we're we both will argue to the death of us that you see a nine and I see a six. Mm -hmm. Until I walk around, right, and experience that and get that perspective, I'm saying, that is a nine. That's good. Come come look at my six. You come around, you see my six. And then it's like, you're that's a six. So, so now, like, so until we understand people's context, yeah. it's hard for us to serve because we're, we're talking about things and I try to not generalize yeah. because what my values are yeah. may not be shared by everyone else. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to share you what, like, what works for me, what my values are. And I'm going to tell you, you need to have your own individual values. And there's people, success these who's, there's people that's been successful that you can model. So if you're looking for values, there are great men out there. Men in the Bible, right? Men, men of faith, men of business, men of, of serving, teaching. Like, so, so there's examples and there's roles of mine out there. So for me, when I'm teaching youth, uh, when I'm sharing, I want people to start dreaming. Yeah. It's the exact word, Gary, that was in my heart and my spirit, sitting on that word, making their dreams become Man. manifest. And, and, and so many people like tell you like stop dreaming, stop daydreaming. No, no I want you to start I was, daydreaming, I was, please. I was that guy. Yeah, I was that guy. And how do we dream about greater impact? How can we? How can we help people get better? And right, and then you watch other people that did it. And many times, if you ask them, would you be willing to help me? Like even if it's a short term stint. They go, sure. Like, how can you resist that? Yeah. If it's a young person saying, hey, you know, how can you do that? Hey, you can't be the it guy for everybody, but you can be the it guy for somebody. Yeah. So no how do you start to begin to scale that? And what I've noticed in your world is you're beginning to lay down the video. You're beginning yeah. to lay down the multimedia, mm -hmm. the transferable knowledge, the learning management systems. Right. Man, you got dreams. You're doing it, yeah, man. So, so the, the challenge then becomes because, you know, it's like full, full cycle. Like, you go mentors, right? Coach Dungey, uh, I was a captain, um, and, and he's mentor, right? We're leading the team, Super Bowl, Coach Caldwell, great men that I had the opportunity to play with and play for. So now it's like me paying it for it, and, and I'm mentoring younger people. Yes. But then I get to a point where one-on-one -on -one conversations don't scale. And, and to have a greater impact, I have to figure out, like, how do I um, digitize? How do I put some of these conversations in some of these platforms that could be could be purchased, that could be scholarship? But it's like teaching that scale because a lot of things, my principles, they're going to be, I'm going to say the same thing. Yeah. And, and it's like, I want to say it in a way that is edutainment. That's right. That then I can, like, offer it to you mm -hmm. that you can learn from it. And, and what I'm offering to you for the price yeah. of value is so that I can continue to have value. Experience, strength, and hope. Yeah. Right. And you're just bringing it in a way. We got really good at this in the media business, and we were doing it with the sports section. What mm -hmm. you guys were doing on yeah. Sunday, right? Let's tell that story because it was our. It was a community story. Right. And and that's amazing right february 4 2007 2006 season yeah. super bowl championship like 
the stories that come from that was not just about winning a Super Bowl, right? It was about the journey that y'all did together and about how we can look to that to find inspiration in our own lives, to understand the that, that you all were journeying in your own adventures and Tony having lost James, yeah. right? The complexities of what does this all mean and how can you support this leader right. when the leader becomes the person that is supported by the team and that virtuous cycle and his commitment to you to tell you with frequency what you do with your platform matters. Mm-hmm. Community matters. Right. In fact, I've heard him tell the story from the stage many times. He's only gotten really angry out loud with players on one occasion, and that's when two guys from your team yeah. miss community appearances. Right. And 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 it's like he doesn't want to be known that way. He wants to be known for what he is known for and what you're known for and what all your teammates, one yeah. man right after the yeah. next. We could come up with 20 names fast. Yeah. And the point is that... Each of them decided that my life is not just about me. Mm. It's about we. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, And I had the book back there. I don't want to run and mess up the show, but you wrote a book about just what you talked about, the Jersey effect, that talked about the men that were in the Super Bowl. Coach Dungey's in there, Mm. Jeff Saturday, Tariq Glenn, uh, Matt J. Donald's in there, Ben Utech is in there, Clyde Christensen, Jim Caldwell. Like like you said, 20 guys. I can name them off. I know, right? In in an instance, the the biggest... uh, story because this is like uh our second time meeting Darren and I were working together to to help you know have impacts in the communities yeah. but the story you talked about Ben Utech right. and in the second Super Bowl and I don't, I don't I don't believe you won the Super Bowl was this was this the first Super Bowl no this this was your first Super Bowl first Super Bowl so tell that story about Ben Utech and about like how powerful that was and that's that is in the book the Jersey effect it is so Ben Utech was a great contributor on the team, tied in, but right. most of the time, tight ends actually have to block. Yeah. So it's not a glamorous yeah, job right. like everyone thinks. But in Ben's case, right, highly touted, coming out of the mm-hmm. University of Minnesota, same place Tony went, got an injury, a senior to his abdominal wall, right. did not get the phone call. Yeah. Like free agent. Free agent. Yeah. Right. Ended up getting that phone call after uh, the period was over. Tony and Bill Pullian calling, "Hey, you want to join the team?" Gets on the team. But, man, he's competing against Dallas Clark. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. competing against some of the All best. All pro, yeah. Right? So, so he's finding a way to be a contributor, uh, uh, but he's got a backup role. Uh, and But he's an amazing guy, you know, six foot seven, good-looking guy, yeah. married to Miss Minnesota. Yeah, you yeah. know, like singer. Anyway. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. So here's the setup. Somebody, but not the marquee. No, he's not the team captain. Exactly. So anyway, on uh, the week leading up to the Super Bowl, everybody gets the mic in front of them. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to be like yeah. somebody special. If you're on that 53, you're going yeah. to be talking to media outlets. You experience it firsthand. And having just come back from the Super Bowl, man, it's an even bigger circus uh, now than ever before. Yeah. Right. So uh, uh, being, being part of all of that is, is really interesting. But the point of this story is on the day of the Super Bowl, y'all are lined up in the tunnel. Mm-hmm. You get ready to run out. Ben's dad, preacher mm-hmm. uh, from Minnesota, makes his way down from where they give the parents the seats. You think their parents are all down? No, that's all no, sponsors no, no, no. down there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, up there, made his way down to the edge of the tunnel. And as Ben is getting ready to run out with you, Gary, and mm-hmm. the rest of you, your teammates, his dad yells to him. He goes, Ben! Every child knows the voice of his dad if oh, you have no, one. No, no doubt. And Ben looks up at his dad, and he goes... 
Not now. Wow. Like how, you know, how Super many. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday, right? And Super Bowl. How does that feel as a dad to have your son go, not now? Point of that is, Ben is like, man, I got to go perform. I got to, you know, no, no, no distractions, yeah, no yeah. excuses, no explanations. Like, I'm even going to give him credit for, you know, trying to think through. I need to stay focused. Mm -hmm. I love you, man. Yeah, I'll give you a yeah, yeah. post game. Yeah, yeah. Not now. Now, what ended up happening was he went out onto the field and he had what I talk about in the Jersey effect with Jeff Saturday calls it a God incidence. Mm -hmm. He has a moment like, like we're playing for something way bigger. So he has his own God incident. Jeff is somewhere else doing his stretching, fiving his own, tell all these stories. But then Ben has this moment where he realizes that, man, I need to write this one. I need to correct this one and I need to do it fast. Mm -hmm. So here's this big old tight end running back to... Uh, the way, but his dad had begun to weigh his, make his way up, and he goes, Dad! And every dad knows the sound of his son's voice. Wow. He heard it, man. Yeah. He comes back down, reaches over the edge. Here's big strapping Ben leaning up. And in that moment, Ben going, Dad, it's because of you. It's all the Little League games. It's all the sports. It's all the extra mm. effort of you pouring into me. This is not about me. This is about us. This is our win. I'm going to go out there now. I'm going to do something. Yeah. And in that moment, you get the heart of the father that says, look, I, I, there is a sonship. The father trying to pour into his son to say, you are blessed. You are honored. And the son receiving that mm -hmm. in that virtuous cycle. And how do we give that? to every child in the world? How do we find ways to replicate when there isn't an intact family, when there isn't a biological father? Because look, there's this is a challenging world, right? Yeah, there's no divorce, question. there's brokenness, there's all kinds of things. How do we begin to scale the replication of fathering and coaching and meaningful interactions? And that's what I've spent, you know, 20 years trying to kind of think about and hopefully bring to scale. And that little story about Ben, which you can read about in the Jersey Effect, you can mm -hmm. pick it up on Amazon.com, okay, awesome. simple enough. But uh, the truth of the matter is that there is a part of all of us, right, that needs to be humble, right? needs to say, this is not about me, right? and that needs to find a way. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get the clock off. We're going to go a little bit longer. This is a hey. great conversation, man. This is... Um, Powerful man, and 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 the thing about you know those God incidents and those God mm -hmm. moments, yeah. um, they happen often. So so many people think uh, the incident has to be like a miracle, or, or God like turning water into wine, or God parting the Red Sea. They don't think of a God incident of you calling me on a Friday night, yeah. seven o'clock, right. and I'm telling you, for me, for now on, it's always a no until it's a yes. Can you do something? Am I getting paid? No or no? Let me explain to you what we're doing. Okay, let me hear it. Oh, okay, you're serving the community. You're helping others. Okay, now I'm interested. Yes. Well, now let's talk about the date. Now let's see if I'm available. And from then, so us having conversations, right? And pouring into each other yes. from different perspectives, different age groups, and different and angles. Yeah, it's it just so powerful in terms of like how God uses us. Mm -hmm in other people's lives and how those incidences when you yeah. recognize them and when you act on them and did you you may not have been 
you know, conscious of it at the moment, but at a subconscious level, you probably were. In the middle of that conversation, I just stayed incredibly composed. Yeah. Who did I learn that composure from? Yeah, of course. Yeah, no question. Like, I didn't like, okay, how does my journey intersect with your journey? How do we adventure together? And it just becomes this idea that when the best kind of partnerships is when there's a mutuality, Mm -hmm. when there is... Right, mutual benefit for the betterment of others. Right. And that's what I specialize in. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, I see you doing it too. But the neat thing about yours, you've also created some really compelling business strategy yeah. around helping to coach and lead business with a system called EOS right. with ways to provide scaled business value back to entrepreneurs, small, mid-sized corporations. And I admire that. And I actually see that as a mission field. Yeah. So I see, I love running with business leaders right. that are actually doing things and moving towards scale and then understanding the aspirational projects that they have and the desires of their heart. And man, when two men come together chasing after God's heart so they can enliven the fulfillment of the desires that God has set on their heart, now you're in your bliss state, you're in your flow state, and you're going to Stay after that because, man, it makes a difference. And so how can I serve you, right? How can you serve me? It's amazing. It's crazy. And real leaders get it. It's like the goal of being a leader is not to create more followers, but to create more leaders. So so I'm not in competition with anyone except myself. That's right. And I'm I'm not offended by being around people who's better than me. I'm not ashamed. I, I, I welcome it. Right. And I think when people start thinking about, you know, surrounding themselves with the best, with, with people that do their job with excellence, that, that mastery and skills, and people that, it, there's there's one a, a few little things, right? So one thing is, like, people always ask you, like, what's the secret to success? What's the secret, right? And so many people just think it's hard work. That's what we've been told, just grind, they hard would be work. Wrong. So if you look at... Um, dishwashers, if you look at people landscaping, if you look at the nurses that's been 80 hours at doctors dealing with COVID, they're working extremely hard. But is that is that it? Right? And it was this thing, I just read it over the weekend, and it really just, because it helped me articulate it better, but it talked about the hexagon study. The hexagon is a personality test. And it's like H stands for like humanity, so it looks like 20 different personalities. But the scientists say in order to have success is this one thing called conscientiousness. So conscientiousness is broken down to four different ones. One is diligence. So diligence is hard work. So hard work is a part of success, mm-hmm. but it's only 25%. The next is perfectionism. Are you doing your job at a high level every single time? Are you checking your work? Are you doing it every single time at a high level checking your work? This thing, Six Sigma, is like they, they want three incidents out of a million times, right? So, so that's talking about these manufacturing companies, the robotics, right? That's how they're so efficient, right? Three incidents. You, you can scale if those are your ratios. Yes. The next is organization. Are you organized? Do you spend time? Like I, I have this thing where I don't, I don't start my day until I finish it. Well, what do you mean you don't start your day until you finish it? Mm. I paper down how my day is going to play out before I begin. In the mornings, I spend time mapping out my day, organizing what I need to do, and successful people, that's what they do, right? They're organized. And then the last thing is something called prudence. And prudence talks about decision-making. And, and all right, how do I make good decisions, right? 
that, uh, some people, you make good decisions by making bad decisions, or, right, is the accumulation of knowledge, is learning from others, is seeking knowledge. And I think so many people, once they start understanding that it's not just hard work, that it's all these other things that they need to do to put inside of their lives, and then, right, for me, one of my core values, fulfillment first, then serve, yes. then they become full, and then their cup is running over. Then when they serve, they're giving out the good stuff. Overflow. Overflow. So it, it's amazing. So I'm excited. March 24th, we're having an event. May 24th. May 20th. May 20th. And it's, my, it's one day after my birthday, right? Uh, so I should know that. May 24th, tell us about the event that we're having, because the event is for Athletes in Action, yes. and it's to, obviously, one, bring awareness to, to the youth and some of the development things that you have playing in terms of uh, some programming, but also to kind of like help like run some of these uh, some of these foundations. Yeah, so proexperiences.org. Mm, proexperiences.org. Yeah, people can learn more about what's going to happen on May the 24th, mm -hmm. Top Golf Fishers, Indiana. Right. We're going to come together for four hours, noon to 4 p.m., and we're going to grow together. Right. We're going to play some you know, golf. We're going to hit some balls and have some fun with some pros, but more importantly, we're going to learn about our own selves. We're going to learn about a program called Project Play, mm. which is at Brookside Community Center, part of the Aspen Institute, and we're going to come together and really help to pioneer better summer camp training programs for young people in tough neighborhoods mm. because they need guys like Gary to come and speak a word of encouragement, but also give them those practical skill sets that he was just laying forth to bring right. the wisdom and the curriculum and the strategies that will help them kind of get out of their mess so they can get to the message that God has for them, get beyond the test of the testimony and you're the kind of guy that can help to bring that. So it's a joy and honor to team up with you right. to help make a positive difference. And then we'll have some other Colts players and alumni that'll be part of that. And we'll have a lot of fun. But, you know, if guys want to be involved, you can log on. Buy a bay today. Hey, it's $1,000. Don't worry about the grand. Worry about what you're going to be able to enjoy as being part of this as a, a really almost like a master executive class in, in coaching and in leadership because right. that's what you're certainly going to get from from Gary on May 24th. Now, man, that's exciting. I'm, I'm thrilled to death. Um, we're, we're probably going to um, do several of these, right? So we don't, we don't have to drop, we don't have to drop them out on now. But I do every, um, every podcast, uh, we ask a, a question, a final question, Come right? On. And you've been around uh, great leaders. You, you have a great perspective. Um, one thing that um, is constant with you is just like learning and growing. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely admire that. So there's a lot of clues, if you will, from success. But if you had one clue that you could kind of leave the audience that you've learned that really like changed your life, like what, what would that be that you believe everyone? Gary, people support what they help to create. Mm -hmm. And... There's lots of good ideas in the world, but if it's my idea and I'm trying to make it your idea, like, yes, yeah, not like God put on your heart things that you want to do. But if I come to you and I listen and I wonder and I seek after your joy, then I can figure out what we can create together. Mm. And we find ourselves sitting in a chair, doing a thing, finding a way forward. And that's an awful lot like life, Gary finding ways to involve people in the process. It's leadership through participation as opposed to through position. Right. People try to positionally, uh, you should do this, this, and this. No, I'm not, I'm not about that. 
hey, participate with me. Will you support the process, the growth? We'll enjoy it together. Now it's a whole different encounter. Mm. And uh, I really think that's been one of the things that I figured out, you know, a couple, probably two decades ago, I'm starting to get some clues. And at the time, I'm just teaching what I most need to learn. Right. Like I don't have it figured. I still don't have it figured out. But what if I have learned something along the way? It's to invite people along in that process, and uh, it's more likely they're going to support it if wow. they help to create it. Man, that's amazing. Well, that, that is great. I think one of the things that I, I just put up from there was um, you don't need a title to be a leader. Mm, you do not. So I, I feel like a lot of people are waiting for that title before they lead. And I think, like you said, mm -hmm. um, man, leadership comes in a lot of different ways. Uh, but being informed, bringing others with you, working together, I think is the way that, you know, we can continue to, to make impacts, we continue to grow, um, and it really just changed the world, man. I think I, my, my belief is that, like, the, the naysayers, the negative, the bad people mm -hmm. are out working the good people. So I, often seems that way. And I think media exacerbates that yeah. because they want to tell yeah. a story that yeah. right bleeds, it leads. And and so, okay, I get it. But man, let's be the good storytellers. It, it have, let's it's, have it's so much good out there. There's so much. And and I look at your team that you were mm -hmm. part of, that you got to be a team captain for. Yeah. You know, you weren't, right? You didn't have the biggest frame. You Maybe you don't even have the, the fastest speed, but you found a way to lead from where you were and then over time got elevated that now you're a team captain walking out on super bowl sunday right. for the coin flip with another guy named man yeah and, and you go okay you can't make this up like this is god incidents beyond measure and when we're trained to watch for that when we're trained mm -hmm. to be great noticers of what god is doing and of other people around us that'll never come back void we can change plenty of lives and as we go, right, we can get better and we can ultimately become the best version of who we're trying to be. And I see you doing that and what you're trying to do with Success Leaves Clues. Yeah. It's so inspiring. And the fact that you're crossing over from a sports audience, right, sport fan, mm -hmm. to business leaders, community leaders, and you're willing to make a difference as you go. Can't think of a better man to team up with on proexperiences.org, finding a way to make a difference and uh, it's just such an encouragement to be with you here today, Gary. All right, awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you once again, man. This has been phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to uh, May 24th. I'm definitely going to bring my A game because um, I know people are going to want to challenge me. So uh, <clears throat> I will be there. I have hit 300 drives in my path. I can see if I can hit the net. Let's see if I can get it done again. But hey, thanks for checking out another episode of Success Leaves Clues. Once again, that website for May 24th. Yeah, proexperiences.org. Yeah, and then you can follow uh, Darren on Instagram. Um, and you're, you're You can be. So all pro dad leader right. is the way that you'll find me in and around my ecosystem. But if you Google Darren Gray, it, come you'll, you'll find me. Man, well, thanks again, man. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and share it, like it. Definitely uh, tag someone in this in your community that you feel like this will help and that will serve. And I hope you all have a great day. And all, remember, right, leadership is not about creating more followers. It's about creating more leaders. You go out there and create some leaders today. I hope you were able to take some valuable insights from this week's chat. 
feel free to reach out to me on social media with clues you gain or questions you need answers to. You can find my pages at GaryBracket.com. Remember, it is up to you to make the most out of your opportunities to reach success. Personally, I live this life with an abundance mindset, and deep down, I hope we all make it.